Are you looking to live the abundant life no matter what your income is? You're in the right place. This is the podcast that will teach and inspire you to live better. Whether you want to earn more, save more, or improve your relationship with money or people, it's time for the 90 Days to Abundance podcast, brought to you by SavingsAngel.com. Here's your host, the Chief Executive Angel of SavingsAngel.com, Josh Elledge. Thank you so much, Cece, and welcome to the show where you grow in abundance. It's very, very simple. I'm in service to you, and what I help you do is enjoy more out of life. So if you want to enjoy more money, this is the show for you. If you want to enjoy more health, this is the show for you. And if you want to enjoy more out of your relationships, well, this is definitely the episode for you because on today's program, we're going to talk about how to get more love currency. Yeah, how to get more love out of your relationships. And so the weather may be chilly around the country. I'm wearing my hoodie right now. But on today's show, I'm going to give you the steps to warm up any romantic relationship. Also, I'm going to share an interview that my wife and I, my wife Jenny, who you'll get to meet. This is the first episode, by the way, where you'll get to hear her voice. And uh, we've waited to, what is it, episode 79. And so you'll get to hear the interview that uh, we did with Dina Watt of The Business of Marriage. So let's get started. Hey, make sure that you've subscribed in iTunes. And I'm going to allow one more week to allow entries in for our drawing for three months of free Enlightened Shopping Service. And what's Enlightened Shopping Service? Well, what it does is it helps you pocket three or $400 per month simply by letting us do all of the hard work that couponing usually is. We just do all that work for you. So what we do is you just tell us what you like to buy. We search around the clock. When we find a match, let's say you want gluten-free, you want healthy products. Let's say you want you want to buy more Hostess ding-dongs. Hey, we don't judge. We just give you the information, all right? Whatever it is that you enjoy buying, tell us where you shop and tell us how much money you want to save. And then you set your alerts. And then when we find a match, Then we send you an email. You're able to grab the coupon that you need because we're going to tell you exactly which coupon you need. And then you just take that into the store. You get the savings. Anyway, I'm giving three months of that free. And in order to win, all you need to do is subscribe in iTunes and then leave a five-star review. And I'm going to select the winner next week. So this is your last week to get in on this contest because I've got a whole nother contest that starts next week. Now, also, make sure you go to savingsangel.com and you can click and, and participate in our free community. If you like hanging out with really smart, cool people that are all willing to help you out, you know, unlike Facebook, you know, Facebook is filled with nice people, but, you know, maybe it's not necessarily the place to talk about uh, saving money or couponing or any of those sorts of things. Well, our community is that place. We've got some terrific people that are ready to help help you and your family experience more abundance. If you like the notes for this episode, by the way, you can find that by going to savingsangel.com forward slash podcast. And again, click on show number 79 and you'll find all of the notes and the links and everything else that I've talked about on this program. And then finally, write down this number or punch it into your phone right now. 
You're even welcome to call it and leave me a crank message if you want. You know, a crank call. I'm not going to pick up. It's just going to go to voicemail. If you'd like to leave a message, here's what you do. You just call 407-205-9250. And why would you do that? Well, you would do that if you wanted to leave a question, if you want to leave some feedback. Again, anything podcast related, go ahead and call that number, 407-205-9250. And that's our podcast hotline. And so I want to talk with you now about love currency. Well, what is love currency? Well, let me just ask you, what is love? Or how do you show your love in a relationship? In what ways do you show, if you're married, how do you show your spouse love? And how do they show you love back? Is it the same way? Well, see, we tend to want to give love in the way that we want to receive it. So in other words, if you find that your spouse is just, you know, constantly like touching your back, touching your shoulder, wants to hold hands, you know, that sort of thing, that should give you a clue that they are a very kinesthetic person. Now, most of us, if you've been married for any length of time, or if you've been in a relationship with this person for any length of time, you you get to figure out what they like. And so is it possible then to be both romantic and frugal? Because again, I think a lot of us on this program, we want to live abundantly. And, and that means that we don't want to blow all of our money, uh, you know, just to say, I love you. Well, can you say, I love you without spending a lot of money? Well, of course you can. All right. Now, Don't worry, I'm not going to talk to you about being cheap, all right? Being frugal and being mindful about your money, I think that's completely different, all right? I'm not going to go and suggest that you go to the gas station and get flowers or cheap waxy chocolates as the way that you are going to uh, show your love to your spouse or significant other, the one that you have your romantic relationship with. Now, what I'm talking about is learning to speak your spouse's language of love. All right, now, if you're a guy, you're a dude, and you're like, ugh, man, I don't like where this is going already. No, you you hold on there. You listen to what I'm going to share with you because I'm telling you, if guys, if you get this down, your relationships are going to be so much better, all right? So even if you're thinking, uh, this might be kind of boring, no, 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 no. Hold up, man. You are about to double or triple the amount of love that you receive in your relationship. Because again, in most relationships, I mean, you have to give love in order to receive love, right? Now, best-selling author Gary Chapman wrote a renowned book a while back called The Five Love Languages. Now, it discusses the five main ways people feel loved and good news. Most of these aren't going to cost you a thing, all right? So here are the five areas, right? And then I'm going to explain how you can show this love without thinking that it's going to cost you a bunch of money. Again, most of them don't, but this is really good stuff. Okay, the first one is words of affirmation. I'll explain all these in just a second. The next one is acts of service. The third one, receiving gifts. The fourth one is quality time. And then the fifth one is physical touch. All right, that's it. 
And, and again, I studied this in school. I studied family science. And, and we, again, we had a different term for it. We called it love currency. But if you can get this down, you are going to have so much more love in your relationship. So let's talk about the first one. It's words of affirmation, right? Now, this person loves to hear words, loves to hear you express your love for them, both verbal and written. So again, your spouse, your, 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 the person with whom you have romance for, right? They want to feel appreciated. They want to have efforts noticed and they want you to say it. All right. My wife is a little bit uh, this, right? I, I can't. And I think again, uh, guys sometimes may have this uh, issue where we may be thinking all the wonderful feelings in the world about uh, the woman we love. But if we don't express that, then it's, you know, there's kind of a missed opportunity. So sometimes we kind of have to vocalize what we may be thinking. But let me give you some frugal ideas for this love language. And I want you to think about it. I mean, is this what your spouse or the person with whom you're feeling romance for? Is this what they want? And uh, if they do, here are three ideas. You can write a personal handwritten note that highlights attributes you truly admire. Now, writing a personal handwritten note, I mean, that's kind of rare these days. It just doesn't happen very often, which is why I think it's a very special thing. Outside of that, of course, you know, one method of communication that you and your spouse may do a lot, I know my wife and I do, and that's texting. And so texting, thinking of you messages when you're apart, maybe your spouse would really appreciate that. Again, you have to think in terms of what they like to do to you, how they like to share show their love to you, right? And and that's kind of what you should be reflecting back to them. Because again, people tend to give the love that they want in return. And you can also make a voice recording of yourself praising your spouse. So that's the first one. The second language of love is acts of service. This is built on taking care of things and showing love by attending to tasks and burdensome necessities. This includes having someone else ease their load and tackle things, weighing them down. And so, my dear wife, uh, Jenny, if you're listening, this is me, all right? And this is generally how I like to show my love to my wife. But the fact is, this is how I like to receive love uh, as well. So here are some frugal ideas for this love language. Tackle the chore your spouse hates the most. Find out what that is and just do it for them. You can also figure out how to repair something that's bugged him or her. And then finally, you can volunteer to help with something they are passionate about or committed to. All three of those things, I'm telling you right now, uh, it, it, again, if if you and I, and I'm speaking to the audience listener, we're in a romantic relationship, and I'm already taken right now, uh, but if we were, uh, one of those things would be absolutely fabulous. So again, think of your spouse, think of think of your romantic partner. If that fits them, then those are some great ideas. The third one, receiving gifts, right? And some people really, really love this, okay? My mom 
loves to receive gifts. It is her favorite thing. It's, it is her way of sharing her love, and she certainly loves giving gifts to her children as well, but she's just really, really big on this. So this hinges on receiving gifts that demonstrate that they are remembered and cared about. This includes gifts that involve time and effort to give, not just money. So here are some frugal ideas for this love language. One, two, three. Number one, think back. Is there something that your spouse admired but never got? You can leverage coupons or offers to get it within your budget. Do some online research and spend a little time to find out how you can make this fit within your budget without breaking the bank. Number two, you could personalize something. For example, a box decorated with meaningful pictures. It's it's about the topic and effort that you put into it. Again, not so much the dollars. And then finally, number three, find out what delighted them as a child. Give the experience of reliving good memories. If you can't locate it, create something telling about your efforts and the why behind them and give that. Number four, and this is the fourth love language, quality time. And this is where you show undivided attention. And this equals showing that they are more important than any other demand of life. Now, this includes time specifically carved out and time just doing life together. So here are three frugal ideas for this love language. Number one, choose an inexpensive or free place to go where you can minimize or even eliminate distractions. I mean, really focus on your special someone. Don't rush or permit interruptions. Keep the phones in the pocket. Keep the phones in the car. Turn them on airplane mode. Turn them, at the very least, turn them on vibrate. Don't check Facebook and don't use the excuse of, oh, I'm just looking for stuff to talk about with you because I know how sometimes that can go. And it really may or may not be the most effective thing for this person uh, if you want to really truly show them quality time. Number two, revisit special places. Go where you met, uh, where you used to go on dates together, or where you went to school. Walk down memory lane together. Number three, you can plan budget-friendly adventures wistfully mentioned in the past. Do something they've always wanted to do, even if you feel completely silly or awkward. A person who appreciates this love language is going to love you for it. And then number five, physical touch. Now, this is all about appropriate and meaningful touch. Now, this can vary widely, but includes hugs, hand-holding, sitting close together, and being literally patted on the back for a job well done. So here are some frugal ideas for this love language. Number one, commit to hugging and or kissing your loved one daily with meaning. Convey that you care. Number two, be intentional to show love that speaks to them. A foot massage, holding hands, a slap on the rear for a job well done. Now, amazingly, this speaks volume to some men from uh, their sports days. All right, number three, send virtual hugs and high fives. Text a hug or email a high five when you're apart. I know that this is not uh, a physical touch, but it is a virtual touch. And again, speaking in their language, they'll appreciate that. And then, you know, when you get back together, give them a real one uh, when you're together again, because again, that's the language that they love. 
Now, even if your spouse's main love language is gifts, you can find ways to speak that language with little to no cost. And if it's not, guess what? You'll be relieved to learn that you don't always have to come up with the perfect gift. The perfect gift might not be a gift at all. It might just be your admiration, attention, effort, and time. And folks, if we can better speak love language with those with whom we are in love with, that is abundance. So I'm not sure if you've heard the Savings Angel story of where Savings Angel came from, and I'm not sure if you've ever met my dear wife, Jenny, but I recently did an interview with Dino Watt of the Business of Marriage podcast. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to play for you a short excerpt from the total interview. And if you want to hear the whole thing, you could just look it up on iTunes right now or whatever podcast player you're playing this in, and you can find uh, this podcast. It's called The Business of Marriage. You can also go to bizofmarriage.com. And the interview that Dino does with Jenny and I is show number 22. And again, I'm going to play for you just like the first 20-some minutes uh, of this interview, and you'll get to meet uh, Jenny and I. Uh, we'll share our story of exactly how we met and a little bit of uh, philosophy on how we are able to do business together. And if you own a small business, if you do any kind of entrepreneurial activity together as a couple, this is a really good interview, and I think we share some really good ideas on what to expect. Or maybe you're thinking of starting your own business, and there are definitely some things that you need to consider before you go down this road, especially if you are going to rely upon the income that you want to generate from this business. So let's get to this interview. And welcome once again to another great episode of The Business of Marriage, Marriage Advice for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and I'm so excited to have my two guests on today, Josh and Jenny Elledge of SavingsAngel.com. Now, Josh is a consumer savings expert and founder, chief executive angel of SavingsAngel.com. He is on a mission to help Americans save money and time so that they can give, which for those of you that have listened to The Business of Marriage before and know my story, that's why we went on our year-long road trip was to give back. So we're super excited to talk to him about his ideas and his philosophies behind that. And SavingsAngels.com, SavingsAngel.com, I should say, bolsters the buying power of the average U.S. American family by combining technology, coupons, and smart thinking for extreme savings on household consumables and everyday items. Josh and Jenny, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Dino. Thanks for having us. So excited to have you. I got to meet uh, Josh actually through podcasts, and then we had a great conversation last week, and just thrilled to have you on the show. So Josh, I said a little bit about who you are and what you're doing, but please introduce yourself and tell everybody about the power of savingsangel.com. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I, I'm actually so honored, Dino, that I get to have this interview with my wife. And and I'll let you know, I mean, you have an exclusive that's never gotten got <laughs> before. Um, this is the absolute first interview that, that Jenny and I have done together. So I mean, first off, I, I just want to say I'm very grateful that that you have this program and this forum because it's such an important subject because there are so many 
couples that are toying with the idea of starting a business together or they would like to or they already are. Maybe they might be at the beginning and they have no idea what's in store for them. (laughs) (laughs) So true. It's so true. Yeah. So so Jenny and I, look, I've always owned my own businesses. I've always done stuff on the side. And Jenny comes from a family where they don't really do that so much. Corporate America. Uh, Yeah. So you kind of have this two coming together of ideologies. And my dad is a business owner. My grandma's a business owner. My great-great-grandpa, Amos Elledge, sold blocks of ice. And he was a proprietor in an ice business. So it just kind of runs in my blood. A guy named Amos was born to be old. I mean, yeah. that's, like, that's an older, that's like old time, uh, what's that, uh, gold digger name, right? <laughs> yeah, he's obviously old timey. So, you, wow. know, but, you know, as I was doing my own family history, I was just so, I mean, I was just, that was probably one of the coolest discoveries I've ever made uh, in looking at my family history was, you know, that's finding neat. him and finding that, oh my gosh, another business owner. So, yeah, it just kind of runs in my blood. And, you know, I'll be honest, I'm just not a, a great employee. I, I, you know, tried that right out of school. Both Jenny and I studied family therapy, and Jenny went on to get her master's, and I was getting sidetracked by offers to get involved in internet development because that was a skill set that I had learned while I was studying family science and family therapy. So I did that for a while. And you know, as I was doing that, you know, great job, good pay, you know, great working conditions, great people to work with, but it just felt out of alignment, Dino. And as much as I tried to, you know, squeeze the round peg into a what, square peg into a round hole, a round mm-hmm. peg into a square hole, it, it just didn't feel right. And so I'm very grateful that, you know, I had a wife who valued having a job, valued having a steady, stable income, and who believed enough in me so that we would try this thing out. And you know, it was. I think one of the things that I read that was just, and it, it was, it came out of the dumbest of books. It was just like entrepreneurialism for dummies or something, entrepreneurship mm-hmm. for dummies. But it was just, it was profound for me. It's like, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if you start a business? It doesn't work out. You go back and you get a job. It's yeah. not like jobs are impossible totally. to get. It can be a little difficult from a business owner standpoint because once you've tasted the fruit of of, of having a business, it's it is a little bit difficult to go back and once you got that little hit, yeah, you become even more square, uh, I guess. And, true. And, and the the round uh, hole tends to become even more round. I can hear the 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 volumes of heads nodding right now as you're talking. Like, yep, that's me. Yep, yep, that's me. So we started businesses, and some of them didn't do so good. Some of them did okay, and we were able to make eventual graceful exits. And, you know, some of them really schooled us pretty hard as far as what it takes to run a successful business. And and I think anyone who is realistic about starting a business probably has this mindset. If you were to look at what I've created and someone were to say, Boy, they're just really lucky. I I wish I I wish I had what they have. And <laughs> I don't think you really do. If you knew the the sacrifice and the obstacles that we had to go through, Mm. and and quite frankly, a lot of pain 
um, that we've had to go through, I'm not sure that you would want it, you would want this path. And so it really the path of of entrepreneurship as a couple, especially when you're counting on that to be your main source of income, it's really 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 challenging. But that said, I mean, if you can muscle through it and if you can get on the other side, I mean, Dino, you know, I mean, there's just nothing like it if you can if you can make this work. And so I would say even if your first business your second business, your third business doesn't really succeed. Uh, you will learn yeah. so much in the learn by doing that it, it just makes you so much stronger so that eventually you can find that right thing and you can make it work. Well, I think it's fascinating that you both came from completely opposite you know, mindsets. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Uh, I came from the mindset of my dad and my mom and dad, both like entrepreneurs and then corporate on, entrepreneurs and corporate. So I saw this kind of back and forth, this desire to be an entrepreneur, but the security of corporate. So how did that work then in blending your relationship together? Because obviously, like you said, different mindsets. And I'm sure there are people who are listening who are going, yeah, my, I just actually did an episode probably about four weeks ago with a woman who's like, yeah, my husband is so corporate. He does not understand the entrepreneurial world at all. And that's a totally different conversation in a relationship. So how did you two approach that conversation together and how has it uh, morphed over the last few years? Well, Dino, I don't think we have even come to the point where that question is resolved. When, <laughs> when, bus- when business is going well, then you go, hey, this is great. But when business is not going well, we go, whoa, maybe we do want that security of the corporate mm-hmm. Americas. So I think, you know, you need to have a lot of conversations together about what your goals are. And you need to be able to have some possibilities in in mind in case things don't go, work out. You know, what are the other possibilities? You know, I like to be a planner and I like to kind of forecast the future a little bit. And if things aren't looking too bright, then we, you know, we have to have that conversation about, you know, well, what what are the possibilities here? That's an ongoing conversation that we've had over the last 15 years. Now, when we've had many, many years of having great success as well. So, you know, when things are going well, then you, you feel like you're the luckiest people in the world. Yeah. Well, that is very interesting because, you know, I talk about in my trainings about there's two main drivers for women. And the first driver is security, uh, financially, emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually. And what you're saying then is even with a couple years and Savings Angel's been going great and you've got new products uh, that you're bringing out, that still that conversation is evolving because there's you, you want to make sure that there's a future planned out, not just we're going at it and letting life happen to us. We're actually making a plan for that to happen. That's great. I think that's a very uh, great tip for a lot of people to listen to and to really write down that. You know, it's not a matter of just, hey, things are going great now. Let's just keep riding this wave. Let's make sure we're planning for, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I know, Josh, you have a brand new program that you're bringing out that I'm sure even that is like, okay, I'm going to take some energy off of Savings Angel and put it over here. What's that going to do to our main business? Um, And let's talk a little bit about Savings Angel and the new products you have coming out and how those have come to fruition. Yeah, well, so Savings Angel, we launched at the very beginning, January 20th, 2007. And our goal was to help other families cut their own grocery bill in half. And, do you know, the the way that we got 
started with that because I obviously I don't have a background in that I, I don't really didn't even have an interest in that previously but it came out of our own need and our own family experience you know prior to Savings Angel I was working as an independent contractor still essentially self-employed but was doing marketing and our income was very unstable and mm. so we started getting very conservative with how our money was being spent and we started looking at our spending plan our budget and, you know, I remember doing that. And we got to that line item that was for groceries slash whatever. <laughs> it was like household. It, household. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was like Walmart, Meyer, you know, just whatever. Just like, mm-hmm. and, you, and if you were to ask me what was in there, I would shrug my shoulders and go, I don't have a clue. I mean, I guess we were eating, but like I can look in the refrigerator and tell you what it bought, but you know, for most Americans, we're spending well more than $700 a month for that. I mean, average family is spending north of 900 uh, to sure. feed their family, not including what they spend to eat out, which is becoming more and more and more, which, and that's ridiculous because it doesn't need to be with what mm. I know and what I can teach. But that grocery item, I just became obsessed with that, and I couldn't stop thinking about that. And I, I would lay in bed at night and just like, Oh my gosh, there's got to be a better way to do that. And so I started reading all of the experts. I mean, every book I could on the subject of how to cut your grocery bill in half. And there are a lot of people that are able to successfully do it. And do you know there's really one of only two ways that you can do that? And the first way, and this is an option, is that you grow all your own food and you essentially move back to more of an agrarian lifestyle. Mm. The the problem with that is it's just not realistic for 2014. That you know when you look at trends, the number one pain point that most families have is that they don't have enough time. And so, I'd love to grow more in the garden. I've tried it to some success, and well, when I say success, I don't mean any success at all. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and it's not for lack of trying. And some just, success. Yeah, I'm just, I just don't have the patience, <laughs> I guess, and and the the long suffering to go out and and do it over and over again. So that's one option. And then the other option is that you can uh, be very, very effective at how you shop. And and when I say that, the best way to do this, the best way for the majority of Americans to cut their grocery bill in half, is to use coupons, but not just use them by themselves or don't use them like how mom used to use them. But what you're going to do is you're only, you're going to, it's all about timing because if you can time a really good coupon with a really great store sale, then what ends up happening is you get your groceries for next to nothing. For example, Cheerios was buy one, get one free at my local grocery chain a few weeks ago. At the same time, there were $2 coupons for boxes of Cheerios. So that essentially meant that you could uh, get Cheerios for free. And so, yeah, so I figured out this formula, created some technology to make it real easy. And lo and behold, without really even thinking about it, just created a business. And that business took off. And the reason, Dino, that I think it took off so well is because I did have a background in, the, in working in the media. I was a Navy journalist. Mm. Uh, I, I'm familiar with working on TV, familiar with working in that realm. And so I was able to get a lot of publicity for Savings Angel. I was getting on newspapers and radio stations, TV stations, and these ad magazines, just interviews everywhere. And 
You know, I, I look at that, Dino, and there are so many good business ideas out there and good business owners out there. And why some of them get discovered and some of them just kind of die on the vine, I, I think it comes down to one thing. It's it's the ability for the business owner to to market themselves effectively and to communicate what they're doing. And so the two most important things, if I could kind of skip ahead to, you know, where I would love to just absolutely love to share this with business owners is if you can network, um, that's going to be immensely valuable for you. But I think that the, the, the number one thing that a business owner needs to do is grow their business. And, and especially if, you know, they're, they're looking at this as a means of supporting their family. They need to be out growing their business. And the best way that I know is connecting with large megaphones, TV, your local TV, your local newspaper, your, you know, big bloggers, big websites that can say nice things about you. They have huge audiences. And so... I recently, Dino, created a website called Millions in Free Media because I'm really passionate about this. I Mm. really, really want to help other business owners succeed. And I believe that the skills that I've learned in life and, and what allowed me to grow Savings Angel is just quite a gift that if you can learn this, you could take this seriously. Dino, you just never have to worry about customers again. I mean, if you can, if you can get invited to be on TV and, and you can foster a lot of great relationships in the media, I mean, your, your sales days, your, your, your days of worrying about sales are over. There aren't too many problems in business that can't be solved with a bunch of sales and a bunch of new customers. Well, the brilliance behind that is that you're using so many different uh, methods to get the message out there. First of all, you're using someone else's list or audience or whatever you want to call it to get your message to them. And it's in most cases completely free. And you're, you're showing that social proof, the credibility that you're actually on television radio or on these huge blogs. And that's what a lot of people look for. So I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I've done some local media around here and radio interviews. And I got to tell you, they're, they're always a great source of not only getting my products and programs out there, but just establishing yourself as the expert in that area. And what I love most is that both of these products that you just talked about, Savings Angel and Millions in, in, millions in Media? Millions in Free Media. In free media. I've, I, how could I forget free? That's even better. Right? <laughs> yeah. Millions in Free Media. <laughs> Much better. Uh, but both of these are from a passion of yours, right? Like they both came from a place of going, I see an, a problem here that I know I'm not the only one having, whether it be the grocery bill with ton, with millions of families across America or the how to get my name out there and, and the media that's needed to grow my business. Both came from a passion. And I think that's where most people, yeah, I don't think you can always count on passion to grow your business, but it's a great place to start because, man, I, I, I tell people all the time, at the end of my day, after I've been doing my sessions with four or five of my clients, I'm I'm jazzed. I'm hyped because I'm in my zone. I'm in my passion. I have to go do something, you know, watch TV or do something to bring me down. <laughs> where I see people that actually are doing their job on a daily basis and by the end of the day, they're drained. And that tells me they're not living in their passion. So before we go any further, I would really love to know, and I know our audience does too, tell us your story. Josh and Jenny, how did you guys get together? How'd this 
magic happened. I was 20 years old. I, I decided to treat myself to a vacation to Hawaii. And、mm. I went to go stay with a friend of mine.、Uh, she was a little bit older than I, than I was at the time. And we, this luau was a military luau. So my friend's husband was a、uh, resident. He was doing his residency in、uh, some sort of doctor. I don't know. So with the military. And so they invited us to go to this luau. As Josh mentioned earlier, he was a journalist in the、mm-hmm. Navy. And so he kind of got the assignment to go and cover this luau.、Mm. Kind of. It was very serendipitous. I, I absolutely was not supposed to do this. It was really just kind of a last minute thing. And then, you know, I, a photographer basically said, Hey, I don't want to go. Do you want to go to luau and, and shoot this thing? And I'm like, Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And、uh, so, yeah, last minute showed up. So he came to this. And you know what?、Um, I'm not even sure when we first saw each other at the Luau. Oh, I saw her before she saw me. Well, maybe not, because I was lugging around this big TV camera. <laughs> maybe、mm. she. So, what's, what's the dork doing、uh, <laughs> with, the, with the camera there, making a scene? But, you know, it's funny because with that camera, though,、uh, I very intentionally I, I saw Jenny. And I very intentionally, ooh, whoa, pretty girl. I need to make sure that I get a couple shots of her. And I, and I, I remember those shots、uh, that I, I specifically went out of my way to get because I was just instantly attracted to her. She had just beautiful long brown hair, just had a great spirit about her that I just, I just felt, you know, just a lot of, even though she's 20 years old, just a lot of feminine energy, I guess. You know, you,、mm. were, you weren't afraid to be a, a girl, a woman. Nice.、So. That was very attractive. Who made their first move?、Uh, I did, but it was very clumsy. So <laughs> I, I don't know if that counts or not.、Um, but if it's memorable, it counts. It, sure. And so, you know, really just, oh, what do I say to her? How do I? I was really not very comfortable. You know, I was always pretty comfortable talking with people unless they were attractive and female. Then it was just, I couldn't do it. It just, <laughs> It was, in, it was incredibly awkward. And so Jenny went on stage to practice. Like they said, okay, everybody, we're get, who wants to come on stage and practice doing the hula dance? And, and so thankfully, Jenny volunteered to do that because if she didn't, I probably would have not had the excuse of something to talk about. And so I went over when she came down and I said, hey, I saw you on stage. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it was basically something like that. And I think she politely acknowledged me, like, wow, get it together, sailor. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm polite. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And so then you met. You, how'd you go out on well, your so, first date and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So then I gave her, I gave her my card. And it had my phone number on it. And she called me. And that, that never happened before. So, <laughs> hey, I was 20. What do I have to lose? That's right. You're 20 in Hawaii on vacation.、Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and so we talked on the phone. And do you remember how long we talked? Three hours. Oh, it was more than that.、You、it was four、so? and、wow. a half. It was Dino. So, our first phone call, we talked for four and a half hours. Yeah, getting,、wow. getting to know one another. And that's just, you know, that's pretty rare. That's usually、sure. not、uh, how that happened. We just, I think we just really hit it off. And that was on a, I don't want to say like a Sunday night. The Lua was maybe on a Friday or Saturday. And no, it was on a Friday night or one of those two. I don't know. And then,、uh, but yeah, then we talked and then we decided, oh my gosh, let's, let's get together. Let's go on a date. And so we went on a date and it was just, 
I mean, it was absolutely everything that you would imagine that you'd put in a romance novel titled How I Fell in Love in Hawaii, I think, you know. <laughs> I mean, you went to the bookstore. Not yeah, ter- no, okay. Not terribly romantic. Yeah, but... we, we did. We went to, we went to a bookstore because I thought, well, that's, you know, a safe place. She's not going to think I'm creepy or anything, public place. And it was outside the mold of just going to dinner. Right. You know, we grabbed books that we could kind of talk about. You know, there's like a book of questions. So we kind of went through that and... And it was great, you know, because, I mean, what I value and I think what we really value today is conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we really love we really love engaging one another and and, learning and, and yeah, learning. we're really each big on learning and, and that growing. Is awesome. Well, and that what a great way to, you know, you could see what kind of books they're picking out. So you kind of know what their likes yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, when Shannon and I were first married, those were a majority of our dates were at the Barnes and Noble, you know, hanging out there. So that's great. So how long ago was that? That was 20 years ago. Yeah. In 20 fact, years ago. How, how soon after that were you married? <laughs> Today, Well, you're, you're interviewing us on the day of our 19th wedding anniversary. Awesome stuff right there. That is great. I had the exclusive, not only do I have the exclusive of getting Jenny on the show, but for the anniversary <laughs> too. You got wow. it. Wow. This is, this is really special. But yeah, we, we actually... We actually fell in love. I mean, it was crazy. I just I, I took time off work. Jenny extended her vacation. We spent about two weeks together or mm-hmm. 20 days. Maybe three weeks. Yeah, close three to three weeks. weeks. I mean, we spent every day together as much as we could. And by the time she was getting on the plane, I'm like, my gosh, if, if I don't do something really dramatic right now, I may never see this girl again. And I just, I could not let that happen. And I, I really, I mean... Getting married wasn't on my radar at all previously, but I just knew that there's there's the girls that are just and the guys that are just the marrying kind, mm-hmm. and and Jenny was absolutely the marrying kind, and I felt like I was at a point in my life, even though I was only what twenty one, twenty two. No, you were twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, it's twenty three. Um, and I felt like I'm really ready for this next chapter of my life. So lo and behold, so yeah. You- so we were engaged for a year. We did want to spend some time, you know, making sure that you sure. Know, this is going to work. And and besides, I still had a year left in the Navy, and that's we were separated. I was in the Aleutian Islands on an, on a remote Navy base, and that's in Alaska, by the way. Yeah, wow. yeah, very far away. Mm-hmm. And so you engaged for the year, got married, and now we I don't know. Did we say what year this is? Twenty years today? Well, no, it's nineteen. Nineteen years. Nineteen today. years. Mm-hmm. Okay, nineteen years we today. Met, Welcome. We met twenty years ago, though. Well, congratulations, you guys. That is awesome. Okay, so obviously that's something I have a saying that I love to use, which is, you know, man plans and God laughs. And that's obviously something where, like you said, you weren't planning on getting married and that wasn't going on in your life. But once you got married and you have been going through this 19-year journey, 19-year-old journey together, tell us all one area in your life where you had this all planned out and God kind of went, mm, maybe not. Well, we had a plan before when we we were going to college together. So we actually had a plan where um, we would both go to graduate mm-hmm. school and do family therapy. And we had this plan of like, oh, we're going to like have our own business, our private practice, and we'll work it together. I, we, we even had like blueprints where we would draw out the office and what it would look like. <laughs> oh, wow. And then like, I really we really planned it. Yeah, we had like a plan for, oh, when what, what, what happens when we have kids? Oh, let's have this like little homeschooling area over here and we could do that. Oh, my gosh. Too. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Well, then, you Good know, Josh out. explained that that changed. 
kept, yeah. He kept getting job offers and in a completely different field. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with someone who I considered to be very venerable, very wise. And I told him, you know, I was getting these offers and these offers were really great. I mean, they would pay me more than had I gone on to continue my master's. And I said, you know, but I just feel like I, I wouldn't be doing what God wants for me. And I remember, I'll never forget it. I mean, he looked at me and he said, you know, God can use you no matter what you do and, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of work you do and, and who you serve. You can make that your mission to God. And and I really took that to heart. And, you know, sure enough, I mean, you know, I obviously I have a, a medley of experiences, but it's all led me to the work that I do today. And, Dino, I mean, I can tell you that, these experiences, the good ones and the hard ones, have absolutely led me to the the service that that I can that I can give people today. Absolutely, and it's a huge service. And and like you, you used the word mission, and it is quite a mission that you're helping families save money and helping now entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And and that's I think such a an honorable way to create your own life's mission. And um, that's just so commendable. So I really hope that you enjoyed that. And again, if you want to hear the whole interview, then just go to bizofmarriage.com. And this is show number 22. Or you could just do a search in whatever podcast player you're listening to this show in. And you can just search for the Business of Marriage podcast. And again, that's hosted by Dino Watt. And the show number that you want to listen to is show number 22. And we definitely get into some great stuff in terms for what couples need in order to succeed if they want to run a business together. My mom and my dad, they're both business owners. And I'm really thankful that they've been a really good example to my dear wife and I as far as how they've been able to mix both business and marriage. So again, thank you so much for the time that you've spent with me on the show. I've got another great episode coming up in just a few days. So make sure that you hit subscribe. Make sure that you get into iTunes and you hit subscribe. And if you want to leave a five-star review, you're going to be entered in to win a contest where you can win three months of our enlightened shopping service, which you can learn all about at savingsangel.com. It's going to help you save three to $500 each and every month from your grocery bill. We've been doing this for over seven and a half, getting on eight years now. It absolutely works and it will absolutely save you and your family a lot of money. And you know what? If you just leave the five-star review, you'll be entered to win it for free. So that's great. And again, feel free to give me a call, 407-205-9250. That's the podcast hotline. And again, the notes and links that were mentioned in this program can be found at savingsangel.com forward slash podcast. And then you go to show number 79, because that's how many shows that I've done for you. I Look, I love being in service to you. I love finding you great deals. And the next program that's going to be coming up is going to be loaded with great money-saving advice and lots of other ways that you and I can together live more abundantly. Have a great week. Oh, you, you, you hold on there.